Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Again, and welcome to another episode of There's Still Time, the AFTN Soccer Show, broadcasting from the unceded Musqueam Territory at the University of Beautiful, British Columbia. If you're listening to this show on the podcast, this is episode 232. I'm Michael McCall. I'm Steve Pander. And I'm Zachary Adam Eisenhammer. And even though it is the off-season... What a busy week, not just in Whitecaps land, like throughout all of MLS. It's just been crazy, the, the stuff that's gone on. Whitecaps particularly, we have a, a lot of Whitecaps stuff to talk about, and we're going to talk about that in this first part of the show. The big news of the week, of course, options were exercised. If anyone looks around the studio, that's probably, I think, been the only thing that's been exercised this week by, by looking at us. But <laughs> but options have been exercised, and seven options were taken. Twelve were declined. There's a couple of free agents in there as well. There's talks still ongoing with seven of them and the, the two free agents, Andrew Jacobson and Jordan Harvey. Any big surprises? I mean, we, we, we talked about this to death in the build-up to it, but any big surprises for you guys in there? The the only one, uh, you mean that are leaving or uh, staying? Either. Um, I'm not really surprised about anybody because I you, you really don't know what they were owed next year or anything like that. So it's uh, obviously these players that were not exercised, either they're not interested in the players or they would rather have them back at a cheaper rate. Um, I think the one that I thought maybe was a little surprising was Noza. Yeah. Uh, but I guess there there is a reason for that as well. Yeah, there's there's always a reason. Uh, I think with Noza, if we can talk about him for a moment, I, I think with with Noza, what I what I hope maybe is that, and this might sound crazy based on things we've said in the past, uh, is that one of the reasons they didn't take his option not because it was too much. But I think they might want to keep him for longer than maybe that contract was, or they were impressed enough that what the rate of that contract they knew wasn't good enough. And so they want to sign him to a contract that's maybe the terms are better for the player, better for the player and better for him and what they're looking for. Now, that may sound optimistic. Yeah, that that does. That's definitely a lot more optimistic than how I was looking at it, which was they thought he made the the big mistake of saying, hey, I like this place. 
this looks really professional. I love the training facility. This is a beautiful city. And they're thinking, great, he likes it here. Let's lowball him and see if it's enough to get him to stay. Me just being cynical, of course. I, I don't. I don't think that's the case. They, they, nah. well, if they were really liked him, they would not even. And it was a. It was already a good contract. They wouldn't. Uh, they wouldn't have uh, denied, declined that option. I, mean, this it, is, I think this is a maybe, like you said, a mutual thing that's that would already be great set up. Yeah, because for me, he impressed for the little time that we saw him. He's a tough tackling guy. I, I like what we saw. For me, him and Gazal was the way forward for for the DM roles. I spoke to Noza in Portland when when he played down there and. He was just so enthusiastic about what he can do with Gazal and the understanding that they already had. Yeah. So to, to cut him free now, to me, would be kind of baffling. Yeah, I, I, th- I think he is one of the players that will be brought back that whose option was not taken. Yeah. I, would be sh- I would be really surprised if he wasn't. If we look at the seven that were taken, Sam Adekugbe, we still don't know what's happening with, with this Swedish thing. So well, there's, uh, if it's an option to buy, they want to keep his rights. Yeah. Marcel de Jong, that was a no-brainer. Yeah. Brett Levi's, Jake Nerwinski, yeah. Timmy Parker, Kevin yeah. Waston, Tony Chani, which I think on his salary was maybe a little bit of a surprise. Again, he might be, maybe it's less this year, next year, who knows, but also that he's got value in the league. Maybe they got, because they might be looking for trades. Yeah. Yeah. Robo ha- has said he's identified some players and indicated some of them were in the league, so he has to get deals done. And they have to have some players available for expansion draft as well. You just can't leave like nothing, yeah, that's like true. scraps available. There's a certain uh, you know, rules they have to, to mirror. Yeah. The, the players, the, the options weren't picked up. David Usted, we, we knew that was yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Noza we talked about. Matty Laba, I think, was maybe a, a bit of a surprise for some just because he's injured just now and folk were thinking that they want to get him back and then sell him. But but the problem is do you wanna do you wanna take up that DP salary if he doesn't if the other team is yeah. not interested anymore and, and, and then you're stuck him, with him for a whole pay year. Him salary for exactly. like six months or so until he actually gets well again. If he, if he wasn't injured, they I think that's an option they might have picked up. Matias Lava I think is gonna be one of the, the more awkward or strange ones because yeah, he can't he won't be playing for half the like, and you know he's out until like June or whatever. Yeah, May, June, something like that. Yeah. probably, depending so, on how quickly he heals. So it, it's they no one they're not going to want to pay him while he, while he's recovering, right? Yeah. But something something there is going to happen, whether they mutually let him go on free on a free in January, or they work something out. A lot of people were confused why you would bring a guy back to, to speak to the team and then you, you cut him. But it's also a chance to say goodbye. goodbye. Maybe, yeah. I mean, they knew that this was going to happen. So it was a chance to go and say, look, this is my last chance to, to get a winner's medal with you guys. I want you to do well. And to use one of Robbo's, you know, more used quotes, he doesn't like to block block players or block pathways or yes. whatever. Right. And it's very public that Rassing was, is, was interested in him. Yeah. And it, it felt like he was gonna gonna go there. He was well, gonna go somewhere, right? So, and he, he's already thanked the, the Argentine club for yeah. for interest. I think we'll just refer to him as Argentine club. No, they're racing. No, Argentine club. So, but so, but him being able to go there on a free, it, yeah. would be great not, for all all parties, apart from maybe the White Cats, who's lost out on a bit of a transfer fee. But again, weighing up compared to wages and. Until he's healthy again. Yeah. Some of the other guys that made sense. Cole Siler, he was always yeah. going to be going. Shannon Williams, thank God he's gone. Don't have to deal with it. Um, Kyle Gregg, he was never coming back. Didn't do very well at Cincinnati, so he wasn't really going to come back. Mauro Rosales, his his his, his eight, client, his clients moved left, on. Yeah, so, so. so he might as well move on too. Um, 
Then Marco Bustos. That was maybe not a surprise, but he is one of the guys that they're having talks with. Um, they are having talks with Bola, Bustos, David Edgar, Matty Laba is still officially having talks, Noza and Russell Tiber. Yeah. And Tiber might have been a guy that some folk might have been surprised by. I was doing cartwheels until it then kind of sounded when Robbo did a radio interview that they're trying to nail him down for a long-term deal. So then those cartwheels turned into bitter disappointment, not because I threw my back out, but yeah. He's, I, he's a depth player. I don't think you have to worry about him like being having a prominent starting role or anything like that. He's a depth player. Hopefully and they, they've cut his salary down to 60000 in. I don't think I don't know why it's your concern whether how much his salary no, is, no, considering you're not paying it. No, but. there is a concern about his salary because last time I checked the napkin, if he makes below a certain amount, it doesn't count on the cap. Hmm. I can't remember how that all works with homegrown, but yeah, it's all the top twenty and maybe yeah, they can have a salary is. and then a wardrobe uh, kind there, of stipend for him. There was an envelope with some money they could spread over homegrown's. I yeah, yeah, that was the envelope allocation money. The im, <laughs> I'm sure that will be coming out in one of the weird and wacky rules that, that's coming up. But, I mean, they're having talks as well with AJ and, and Jordan Harvey, so a, a lot there. Ben McKendry, let, let's say a proper farewell to Ben. He's a guy. Bye, Ben. We we love him on the show. I, I yeah I've, I've sat favorite. with his mom and dad yeah. so much at WFC two games, New Mexico Lobos games as well. Went and saw them, sat sat with his folks, and it's sad to see him move on. But it's the best. For it might be yeah, it might be the best thing for him. Not all these departures are bad for the players. Now, Zach talked about blocking pathways. You could argue that McKendry's pathway was blocked by bringing in the likes of Noza and Ali Gazal. He didn't get his chance. Or did he get the chance and just didn't impress? Did he not do enough in WFC 2? Did he not do enough in the Canadian Championship games? Was he just simply not good enough for MLS? Well, I think that, unfortunately, I think that's what they're, they're, they're saying they feel with this decision, right? Well, they're uh, not he, saying that. Well, they, they will never, they'll no. never say that, yeah. Yeah, but the, the act, their actions are, yeah. are speaking that fact. I, I think he did have chances. Uh, I think he. I, I thought he did not. I don't think he uh, harmed himself in any way in those chances he had, like against the San Jose in the San Jose. I don't think he played poorly. Yeah, and I think he went through good spells with WFC two where yeah. he was maybe dominant and is a strong word, but he. He was one of their better players. Yeah, I, he, I genuinely like putting my Russell Tiber dislike aside I genuinely feel he was a better player and offered more to the first team than what Russell like we had a talk with Robbo and he was describing him as a, a possible Will Johnson type yeah that he would that he needs he needs well he needs Ben McKendry to be 27 right now and then he'd definitely be like like maybe I don't know that's what he was describing him because that was two, like two, he, two three years ago yeah and he said he had a bright future he was really high in him and he was high at him when my, he was in New Mexico Paul Ritchie was high in him when he was at New Mexico and my, the, the, now I like a lot of people talked about oh the residency isn't performing well and is failing and the, I, I know I'm gonna make this quick but my feeling is the same feeling as before. They, they're high-end players. They don't bring enough of them. And they don't prop up the players the that need to be propped up. If you go to um, like a, a New York City FC or a Toronto FC, I don't see that much of a difference between a Ben McKendry and, say, a Jay Chapman. 
There is not that much difference. Well, I would and, say Ben is more of a defensive player. No, I'm, and Jay I'm is more of an attacking. I know, but I'm saying player. in like levels of where they're at. Oh, okay. okay, so I don't see that much difference between those two, but they have players that can pro- like elevate those younger players up. We we never have had that. Is, are you saying that because w- most of his first team, most of the first team chances for a player like Ben have been when like for example in Voyager's Cup where he's been in an eleven where it's mostly guys trying to take their limited exactly yeah. yeah yeah so he's, yeah, I think he's never, I think that's that's, I'm that's even a fair saying, I'm even seeing things like a guy like Matias Laba is not gonna, he's a good player but he's not an, a player that elevates other players to another level hmm. I mean he's it, not that type of player it is. In one part, it is a problem that these guys get their chances with guys off their level, so they're not maybe put in a great situation right. to succeed because they're not playing with the top quality players. But it's not like do, they're playing them in the other ten. That would yes, be in the, yeah. But you also have to question why has no residency player made a breakthrough? The Whitecaps have pumped so much money into the residency program. What they've got out of it, it's not acceptable. I mean, you look at other clubs around the league. Although LA, they've just cut a load of their homegrown guys, Villarreal, we'll, we'll look at stuff like that in, in part two. But no one's made that jump. And you have to start to question, is it the Whitecaps development? Is it the environment of MLS that you just can't afford to play these young guys because your job's on the line? Or is it just that they, they are not good enough? I think we've we've covered this a little bit yeah. in the past. But for, for me, part of the issue is it feels like they've been good to get to the players to a certain level at, at age group, but it's the transition. It's the beyond going beyond the U18, U19. And I don't think in the long term taking away WFC2 is helpful for that. I don't think taking away the PDL team when they brought in WFC2 was helpful for that. But that's maybe a longer discussion for another time. One more thing about Ben McKendry, I would say, is he also unfortunately had some injuries when he was yeah, supposed that, to get that some, that did totally derail. Yeah, he, that there, one there, year there, he yeah. missed almost. There was one full year. Yeah, there were, I think that was right before he was supposed to play in the Champions League for us. Like he yeah. was told, "You're playing in the Champions League," yeah. and then he got injured with, yeah. the, with WFC two or whatever, and then missed. Well, he's he's moved on. Wherever he ends up, we wish him well. We'll follow his progress for sure. Ben goes, but he's kind of been replaced by a newer, younger model. I uh, always threaten my wife with that. She always threatens me with that. Funnily enough, as well, but. Um, he's moved on. David Norman Jr. has come in. And no surprise, we've talked about it for weeks that he was going to get a, an MLS deal. Very well deserved. Our WFC2 player of the season. Some of your guys' young player of the season. And he looks like this guy that could be the guy that makes this breakthrough. And from what Robbo said, it looks like he wants to give him the opportunity to impress, to shine. Yeah, he's been he's been with like uh, they said in in their uh, release. He's been with the club in some way since he was nine years old. We've been watching yeah, him since been he was the prospects. Yeah, we've been watching him since he was U sixteen. Like yeah. I think it was fourteen or fifteen when he joined. And he's shot up uh, so much in, height wise, height wise, and also in the way he played. Actually, yeah. and his and, hair it's got longer. And the thing is, is when even when he was with the U sixteens, you could see the hard tackling um, that he's known for Which now. Which is why I. And like that, him, obviously. He got a ton of uh, um, uh, 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 cautions as well when he was younger because the referees <laughs> yeah. couldn't handle the way he was tackling yeah, at that his, level. His tackling in MLS is going to be interesting to see. But I, I, I genuinely think he'll put himself above Tybert if Tybert gets re-signed. You can't really, if it's Noza and Gazal or Chani and one of those guys, you can't seem dislodging them right away. But if he gets a chance to show himself, I think 
Rob will like what, what he sees from him. I think it's a great addition. I'm excited to see what he can bring. Yeah, for, forgetting what the other players, I, I just hope you just hope he's going to get get a true chance, right? To prove himself, and you hope you hope he's going to continue to develop and continue to progress. Because, you I mean, yeah, he's been doing that his whole his whole life. I remember I met the I met him when he was like three years old, in in my office as an intern in Coquitlam. Him running around, kicking a ball and whatever. Did and he slide and take you. No, th- I'm thankful he didn't. But because yeah, I mean you, um, we've talked lots in the past about yeah. watching him take guys <laughs> take guys out cleanly. Winning the ball, crunching tackles, which there is nothing wrong with. Needs more of that no. in the game. So yeah, I just, I just hope he's able to to progress. I hope he's able to keep going. Well, he was one of the the two additions this week. The other one, we've saved a big one to the end. Anthony Blondell. I'm quite high, I think, on the on the thing. We're going to call this episode AB Positive because yeah. I'm positive about Anthony Blondell. <laughs> I'm just glad that it's a name I can pronounce. Yes, that's all. Let's hope he speaks English. Right? That, I haven't, haven't checked that. Oh, out I don't. Yet. I don't mind about that. I don't. I, need to I talk do have to, to talk to the guy. I don't need to talk to him. I'm just glad I can pronounce. His I name. have to ask him. Does he like, like chocolate digestives? Yeah. What is his favorite ice cream flavor? I mean, he he's going to have a great first scrum with me. Oh man. Yeah, no, it, it's encouraging. It's it's encouraging to have us. I mean, we talked about this. We thought that there was going to be some encouraging stories coming leading up to the Christmas yeah. uh, or the holiday season, whatever. We got a striker. Yeah, a striker. Uh, and a, not a loney. For real, uh, a, a residency guy coming through. Uh, yeah, it, it, this is very very encouraging. This feels like it feels like a similar kind of play that they went for with Octavio Rivero. Yeah, yeah. go back to South America. You buy a player who has value. You pay a seemingly reasonable transfer fee. This time, it sounds like it's lower by maybe as much as a third or close to a third of one point three was getting thrown out right. there when it was doing. And that was by the t- on Twitter by reporters. And yeah. Octavio was supposedly three. Yes. So, uh, but go out, invest some money in a young up and coming guy with a lot of potential. And a contract till twenty twenty as well. Not your usual. Two year and an option. It's like got three years yeah. with an option. So they obviously they view him quite highly. They yeah. think if he is going to advance, there's a chance of selling him on. He's twenty three. He's six foot one. Robo described him as a big strong boy. He looks fast. Can he bring a ball down from 10, 15 feet in the air? That's what we need to know. His highlight video seems to indicate he can. Yeah. Is he suited to a lone striker role? Again, his highlight video kinda shows Maybe, but he does play second striker. He can also play in the wing. Yeah, I, I like what we've seen from him. And I do have some concerns, though. He's had a great season. 33 goals in 70 starts and 150 appearances overall. But Doesn't all, scream But most of them came fantastic. this year. Yeah. yeah, most of them came this year. In 37 is he a one-hit wonder or is he just hitting his stride? That's the, the thing you have to work with. Well, that's what they, they're hoping he's hitting his stride. I mean... And that's, how, that's how this works. goals this season, leading scorer in the Venezuelan Premier League. And we all know, I mean, we, we follow the Venezuelan Premier League quite quite highly. I believe it is on... It is rated higher World. than MLS. Yes. <laughs> and that's the thing, there was a lot of criticism. Oh, why are they signing someone from Venezuela? They never qualify for the World Cup. Now that's because they, that's well. They look where they're who they're playing to qualify. They're playing Chile. They're yeah. playing Argentina, Brazil. They're never going to qualify for the World Cup. Well, look who hasn't <laughs> qualified this oh, year: Italy, Scotland, Canada, yeah. America. That's most of our DPS and stuff over the years. Yeah. So, uh, so they've invested some money in, the, in this guy, in this guy, and they hope that he'll produce. And 
again, I think the the dream for him is come to North yeah. America and then maybe if the you do well enough, you go over Rivero. Europe. Yes, like, like come and prove yourself, proving ground. And I've nothing. I've no issue with that. No, they they they've rated him in the national team behind their top. Like he's almost like their number third choice at this point. He just got his first uh, senior up, cap yeah. as well. And 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 obviously one of those two that are ahead of him is uh, Joseph Martinez from Atlanta, who scored yes. quite a bit and is worth. Now apparently ten million or yeah. was offered ten million Even for more, him, I think. and they didn't take it. Was it. They didn't take 20, it. I think. No, no, it was, was the other. Almiron was, was twenty. Oh, right. So they have so many quality guys. It's hard to keep track. So Almiron was so fifteen. Did plus. they see this as another Martinez? Part, part, probably. I'm assuming so. And and they said they've been tracking him since the, what June or something like that. So it's well, Robo also said a number of European clubs were tracking him, so they had yeah. to pull the trigger. Now, that's happened a lot. That's how we got Gazal. That's kind of how we got Marinovic. European clubs were tracking, and then the cap swooped in. They must. They must have a code breaker. The way they can well, break codes yeah. and figure out it's who's not, talking. It's not about a great <laughs> thing. Oh, that club's interested in him. He must be good. Maybe that's a new scouting system. No, but that, that I think they're just using it as an example to sell them to people. Yeah. I, I'm just playing to the masses. Well, you have to make sure you say you're joking, or else people believe it, you for everything you it, say. It also, well, like, I've got a smiley face. It, it also sm- sounds good, right? Like yes. Well, yeah, because all European clubs wanted him. Yeah. Oh, that must be good. But we won't know how he fits into the league until he comes. Robo has said, though, that he's going to be one of maybe three strikers pushing for a starting position. I've been told that there is going to be another striker added. The striker does not look to be Freddie Montero, though, who, if you haven't seen this tonight, is, did a live Instagram. He is on a plane. And considering where East or AFTN West, AFTN writer Anna saw him in Michaels on December second in Vancouver. It's not a plane to Vancouver. Okay. He thanked his wife for uh, a dinner and all her support. His his Twitter account has his base as being Lisbon. Oh, Sporting Lisbon have been his former team. Yeah, yeah. tweeting out some things going. Oh, it, remember what good has it always been scored? Lisbon? Did he change it? I don't think it was always Lisbon. Okay, I think it was. I think it said Chinese club. <laughs> but I, I the, might be wrong there. The Chinese club. The, the Chinese yeah. club, yeah. Not any Chinese, the Chinese club. So he had this Instagram thing saying news and rumours. It looks like he's going somewhere. If he goes back to Lisbon, I'm happy with that yeah. because we'll get him in another year or so. Sounds like a great opportunity for him. Yeah, I'm, I'm pleased for him. I don't think he was cut out for the one striker system. Will Blundell be? We'll find out. But that is all the Whitecaps news for the week. There's a few more things as well that we might come to in the second part. But for now, we'll be back with some MLS chat after this. We miss some players that's left. We wish them all well, unless they end up at a rival team, in which case I don't wish them good at all. Although Zach will, because you you do like to follow ex-players. Although when those players then come from other teams... Anyway, you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show on CITR Radio, broadcasting from the unceded Musqueam Territory at the University of British Columbia. So, we talked about some of the Whitecaps news of the week there in part one have some tweets that we'll, we'll just quickly go over before we get to some of the MLS news of the week. YNWA 
at Saladroit on Twitter. He's positive about Norman Jr. and Blondell moves. Norman Jr. was impressive with WFC 2. Blondell is the physically dominant target man, the number nine that the cap system needs. It's interesting to him that they've signed Blondell for three years, but shows a lot of confidence in him. And for sure, I think it it definitely does. You brought Noza in just to have a look at him. And Blondell right away, who's done less, you, you, you give him a three-year contract. So I think a, a lot definitely kind of shown there. Some other tweets. Greg Petrie. The signing of Blondell is interesting. He would always rather the Whitecaps find their own strikers than pick those up formerly off Seattle. Did you really say that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he, he likes, obviously, Blondell more than Freddie Montero. A couple of other little tweets here. Ronald Allen. Going back to why some of the Whitecaps' residency talent maybe hasn't made it, he says, could the rate of growth and the quality of the league be outpacing the development system, including coaching within the league? Well, I think... Has the league just grown too big for these guys? I think in general, yeah, yes. I think there is a disparity in the growth and development of the quality of players maybe across North America compared to with the the increased investment that has been put into players with the number of designated players, the TAM, the TAM rule, all that kind of stuff. And, and we should point out Blondell is a TAM player yes. as well. He doesn't look like he's going he, to be a oh, that, Yeah, I meant to say that before. Yeah. And he looks like a proper TAM player. Yes. Like he looks like he belongs between the the DP threshold or the max salary cap hit and $1 million. Like he yeah. looks like that's where he should be. Yeah, I look forward to him doing well and then ending up in the Mexican League. And then, and then uh, the good thing about him being a TAM player as well, just to get on that, is that possibly that obviously leaves room for a DP striker still to come. Yes. And that could be one of those players that uh, Rob was talking about coming in the summer. Yeah. And so this is kind of like a, um, a bridge a bridge to that, that striker that comes in. So they maybe they play two at that time. Well, I think the positive thing is Robo's told us he's identified players and already he's pulled the trigger on one of them. Yeah. And one of the other strikers is going to be Meyer Bevan that comes in. So that still leaves one striker to come in. I still think Meyer Bevan's probably a Reno guy, possibly. Just because of his international... Fresno. Fresno. <laughs> I keep seeing Reno every time. <laughs> Mac Burnham's in yeah. Reno. You've sold him to Reno. The, here's the thing, though. And does, does Robo have to July... No, yeah, you know, that's you know the what I mean. Like that's going to be. Oh, you mean when he takes the Wales job? Sure. Yeah. Oh, he was asked about that on radio about oh, the Wales job. Yes. He was asked uh, if they call, will you take the call? He goes, "I'll be with my family on vacation in Hawaii." <laughs> so uh, that's all he said. That's all he would respond to that. <laughs> we'll see if we can get any more out of him. But there was some big MLS news this week. I believe there was a couple of games played. There's still, still some playoffs or, or something on. Obviously, the the big news is Kendall Waston made the MLS best eleven. Yeah, I thought he is the best eleven. I thought, did I get that wrong? He he's the the best of the best, simply the best. I Tina think he, Turner wrote a song about him. He could possibly <laughs> be in the best eleven in another uh, part of the world too. Yes, <laughs> another conference. Uh, possibly, grouping. but there were a couple of games in MLS this week. The MLS finals been set. It's a repeat of last year. Boring. Ah, third season in a row, one of our rivals is going to win the MLS Cup. I'm not going to watch it again. I, I genuinely didn't watch it last year. I, 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 I know you had an excuse not to, but I, no, I, I chose not I, to. I didn't know. I forgot completely. Oh, that was your excuse. Yeah, I called you up and you said, oh, the final's on. I go, is it? 
I had no idea. Even today, they showed that the time is like twelve thirty Pacific. I don't know if that's a pregame show. One. Yeah, so it's a pregame show yeah. then. Doing a half hour pregame show yeah. for the final. Go uh, figure. Think kickoff times one, so it's probably a three thirty kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's just an excuse to get there with some people locally and hang out. So I'm looking forward to that. But I'll be yeah. taking some VMSL games that day. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, it's one of those. Fr- it'll be another frustrating day like last year. Well, the semis were disappointing. Oh, the crew. Oh. They should have won it. And that chance at the end, Kamara just did not get his foot on the ball across goal. Although they had some other good chances before that as well. How Columbus did not score, I've no idea. We should be talking about a, a Columbus Seattle final, rooting for the crew. And, and they were flying. They were fl- absolutely flying in those two games. From the highlights, I can't tell you those the games because one of them I was working at night, so I don't even know. Yeah, um, I mean, they, they but had so they, many. They looked like they had chances. Penalty save as well. Yeah. You thought that might just give <laughs> the them the boost. Yeah. But the, the other semi, Houston were atrocious. Yeah. That, that could have been us playing that. That was over in Houston, after Houston game, really. That was, there was no chance. That was over Houston as soon as Seattle beat the Whitecaps. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know about that. I no. think we had a chance. But oh yeah, Houston were dire. They, they were not enjoyable. And they, had, they, they got didn't a, even deserve a participation medal. And they went down to ten men, I think, in both games. Yeah. 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 yeah, No discipline, no skill, just nothing at all. Well, let's leave it then. Yeah. Who do, who do you want to win? You've got to pick. You've got to pick someone. You, I will, there's the, uh, no. the word. Why do you use the word want? There's okay. no want. Who wants either of these teams to win? Right. Like, I'll, no, I'll I, I actually thing. do. I want. Uh, I would rather have Seattle win than Toronto. I would as well because only I want because I'm Vancouver to be the first Canadian club. To no, win not the only MLS that, Cup. it's just annoying to listen to those Toronto media. Not all yeah. of them. As, as but much a majority as, of them. As much as there's logic in that, I, I still can't say I want that to happen. Someone has to win, though. Do they? Well, unless Kim I've seen these. Me- oh, that's what I was, th- I was just thinking Friday that. Night. I was just thinking yeah. that maybe he'll uh, target. Maybe he's Toronto. a secret Whitecaps yeah. fan. You've or seen- Timbers fan. Actually, it's likely to be a Timbers. You've fan. seen the meteor enough. meteor FC scarf, right? No, it's just a joke. But oh, did Mike Martinigo come up with it? No. Oh. But that's who I want to win. Who do you think will win? I th- I, th- I think Seattle could win. Um, I I think they can play the same way where they get no shots and they win. No shots. Yeah. Oh no, but I think I I think Toronto TFC has not really impressed that much. Um, playing like barely getting by these teams. Um, so I I think Seattle and and Greg Vanny actually said that. Um, today I don't know if you guys saw it today that he said that Seattle had a much easier route to the finals. But there's no disagreeing with that. Well, basically, he's saying that TFC is a better team because they had to they got yeah. to go through more. They also said they didn't think Seattle could handle the intensity of an MLS Cup, you which know, is weird because they won lots of winners. Who said that? Uh, Vanny. Did he? Yeah, I missed that quote. That's... It's like okay, Greg. Somebody's taking stupid pills over there. Jeez, Greg Petrie again. I don't know what he said. He thinks he'd rather have Seattle win. Than Bradley and Toronto. He'd rather have Seattle win their second than Bradley and Toronto win their first. And I can't. Again, I don't again, want to see Bradley lifting anything. And the deuce can be the deuce. The logic. The logic. There's logic there again. But I, I don't. I. I can't say I want either team to win. I. I do. Unfortunately, think that Toronto will win. Only thing I'd like to see Bradley lifting is litter on the side of a road <laughs> in an orange jumpsuit. <laughs> for that tackle that he should be suspended for right. in that semi final. Scissor kick. Yeah, I know. Disgraceful. Uh, I think Ken Funk, we'll just end this bit on this, at Kunky Fan. 
He just said, go Sounders. Vomit. That says it all. Other MLS news, though, this week. The clubs that aren't in the MLS Cup have released all their options, all the players they've picked up, the people that are out of contract, the free agents, the guys that they're saying bye-bye to, the guys that they're saying bye to, but not really because they're trying to renegotiate the contracts, blah, blah, blah. There's not really a lot of guys on that list that jump out and make you think, ooh, I'd love them as a no, white card. That's because Will Bruin is not on there yet. Yeah, I'm waiting for Will. No, there's no difference makers, definitely. Uh, but you don't expect to be there to be, be, be that many different makers on the I, on this list. I'd asked each of you to come up with three players that you might like. Then after I did that, I had a look at the list, and I was kind of struggling with, with three players oh, that I, got I three. might like. I think I got three. I, I've got three I'd like, but yeah. salary-wise kind of makes it a little bit unrealistic. Oh, I didn't check salary, so uh, I yeah. don't know about that, but I'll tell you three okay. I like. Let's go with your three first, Steve. And and these, again, are depth players, not ex- expecting almost any of them to be starters. Um, number one is RJ Allen. Um, he's a fullback from yeah. New York City FC. He plays the right side, so he could be a good guy to be behind Jake Norwiski. I definitely need a backup. I think, I think he did. I check. I, I think he was on 100,000 last year, but I'm not 100% sure. He can also play the left side as well. Um, so he can play both of them, but he's primarily a right side. Um, another guy I kind of like, but I'm not 100% sure. And he could be a guy that they can maybe keep for a half a year while they're waiting for this DP to come in is uh, Sean O'Cooley. Um, yeah. He's another guy from New York City FC. He's cheap. And he's cheap as well. 54? He, he's actually a Seattle Sounders homegrown product. Yes. Um, so I know so Zach's just, Zach, oh, Zach just fainted. He's having yeah. a seat right now. I'll, I'll just fan him here. So And he might be willing to come here too, because he's a, but he's a big Close guy. Close to home. Myra Rosales can maybe cut the deal. And another guy who, if 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 it's it, it, he's not he's not really cheap, but if they want to take a risk is uh, Villarreal. You talked about him um, yeah, uh, before. Yeah, well, which yeah. one is t- the two? The, v- Jose, Jose is the one because I think yeah. he plays. Uh, he plays the number ten role a little yeah. bit, and he could play up front. Yeah. Zach, who did you go with? Oh, Zach still not recovered from from that shock of bringing O'Coley in. He, he never knew it was a host Seattle until I told him. I shouldn't have told him. He would never known. If he's doing this just now, <laughs> I can't wait to see his reaction when I say the following player: Josh Saunders. <laughs> the keeper? Yeah. yeah, we need a backup keeper that's Do. experienced. He's 36. He was on 150 in Orlando. The only problem is we don't have Uber here yet. Mm, true. If they can get him cheap 100,000 or something, it's yeah. an experienced backup, be happy to sit on the bench. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't do it in the first part of the draft. I would do it in the second where you could actually negotiate a contract with him. I wouldn't take him whatever he's at right now. No, yeah, he's on 150 just now, so yeah. I, I I wouldn't want that. Another choice of mine, and this will be an interesting one for Zach as well, is a Portland Timber. Mm-hmm. Ben Zemanski. Mm. He's 29. Yes, he's very injury prone. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. 109,000. Made 135 appearances, 11 assists and 3 goals for the Timbers. He, he plays holding mid. I think, he, I think he played holding when they were down. Yeah. But I think he can play the wing if he needs to. He's going to be a free agent. So yeah. I think he can negotiate a little bit there. He could take Harvey's spot as a backup to De Jong. And I, I like, if we didn't have Jake Nerwinski, I would have gone for Andrew Farrell at New England. Oh, yeah, Andrew Farrell's a good one too, yeah. But he's on 263,000. And you can't have him as the backup when you've got Nerwinski. Well, so. uh, the, what I was thinking about that was if they if Robbo wants to experiment with a 3-5-2, 
Andrew Farrell would be a good player to pick up because mm. he could play on that right and have Waston in the middle and Parker on the left. He grew up in Peru as well, so he could communicate well with Jordi Reina. Yeah, that, that's another good point. 159 appearances, but no goals for, he's, he's, for New England. Yeah, Five he, assists, so he, he doesn't contribute tons he, either. Yeah, he's a centre-back, but he's a shorter centre-back. That's why he plays well, right. Well, he's, so he's right-back. No, he, plays, he can play centre-back no, uh, yeah. as well. Yeah. But I, I just think that would be way too high, and I also don't think he's the kind of guy that would want to be on the bench. No. The, the third guy that I'm going to go with, I nearly went with Kyle Beckerman. He's 35, I know. He is on 825,000, so that kind of rules him out unless we can get him for, I don't know, 725,000 less. Yeah, or in a new freshy you know, haircut. Yeah. yeah, he's out of contract. He's out of dreadlocks as well. Yeah. He's obviously got a haircut to appeal to new teams. Um, but I'm. we don't need a left back, but this guy can play left back and left wing. He's Canadian. He's 23 years old. Tyler Pasher. He did really well with Swope Park Rangers. I, I, I have no idea if that's a good O or a bad O. <laughs> oh, that's, okay, that's a good O. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. He's been released by Sporting Kansas City. He did really well in USL you, with Swope you, Park Rangers. You, you said he was a left back? He's left back, left winger. I, th- I think he, I think we do need a left back, don't we? Do we? Well, we've got De Jong, <laughs> we we've got Levi's. We've got three on the roster and we're talking to... But a, Sam's, a Sam's in Sweden. He's not coming back. Sam's definitely. We told you not coming, yeah. he's not coming back. I don't, Brad, Levi's, I Brad do, Levi's I'd rather have his I don't think it's the ideal to bring uh, bring him back. I don't think he wants to come back. No. But he's under contract. I still think Tyler Pasha would be a good Along challenge. with two other guys. Yeah. The other good thing about Tyler Pasha is he's only in 53,000. Yeah. I think it's I think it's a good shout. Ontario I would pick lads... Uh, Anyone jump out to you, Zach? A, a couple uh, I was looking at were, yeah, I looked at Allen as a, as a right back. Jose Villarreal I also had as an option. Uh, Pasha I, I didn't really look at, but that's an interesting one. I'll just throw out a name there that won't be coming and was not a fit and is a position of not a position of need. Uh, I, I just, for me, I would like it if he was here because there would be some stuff to talk about. But is <laughs> Jermaine Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought about that, and but he's, he's just on a radio show, so we could high. get him on here. He's high on a, no, on not a, all the time. No just, salary wise. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, he would be very high uh, salary wise. Yeah, but Maybe he's, ger- he's German. He's German, and it, oh. yeah, I think they're or he's half German, half yeah. American, whatever. He, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind hanging out and hearing some but stories. Could we have JJ and TT, and it's just going to get really confusing. Let's move on. Four expansion finalists were named this week. No real surprises. Sacramento, Cincinnati, Detroit, Nashville. We've talked about this recently. Is this? Okay. So there's four finalists, right? Yes. Four finalists for the next two spots. For the next two spots. That but they know, but there's no, there's two more spots. So I know. That doesn't make sense to me at all. I know. The, why not just name the two for the, that time and just say you two are coming in this year? Why not just do that? No, but why that's the they, thing. That's the thing. They're just, are they, by saying this, are they saying these are the four? And we're going to announce which two are coming now and which two yeah. are coming next no, time. Somebody no. could come around the corner and just overlap yep. them. Look at that, San Antonio. Wow. <laughs> yep. wow. I know. He's, and they're awesome. Miami's not a dead set either to be number 24. Right. Oh, I forgot about Miami. Yeah. Everyone forgets <laughs> so about Miami. So I think that is why they've got four just now. So Welcome it's like, to you're one of the lucky Miami. losers. Miami's not getting in. David Beckham wants to put some money into you. Or, hey, FC Dallas, we don't need a third club in Texas, now that Columbus has gone to Austin, let's move Dallas to Detroit. 
Yeah, but they're building that museum in their stadium. <laughs> <laughs> well, they play national team games in Columbus. That doesn't seem to matter. That's true. Yeah. Although Columbus wasn't down as one of the the cities for the World Cup bid. Because the stadium's too small. Yeah. It's like 40,000 minimum. horrible when the scoreboard goes on fire. Yeah. Um, so a couple of things about Cincinnati. Uh, uh, one thing that's really looking good for them, they're getting support from the local government. Um, Hamilton County the, the, is is giving in $15 million for the parking um, around the, what the stadium would be. So where is this again? Hamilton County. It's kind of Cincinnati, like... Cincinnati. Okay. Yeah, Cincinnati, yeah. And then the city, uh, the city council itself for Cincinnati is giving about $36 million for the infrastructure around that area to build it up. Kind of, uh, you know, maybe hotels or whatever they're doing, right? But what's their stadium plan again? It's it's a it, there's they're expecting a two hundred million dollar stadium, um, and, and uh, like uh, Michael said before, Alan Koch has seen the plans, and he said that they're right. fantastic. The overall, they're actually it's, I think it's costing the it's a, all privately funded as well, which is rare in America. America always goes for the government to put in money for the state or have so, them build. So the stadium, stadium they're paying for, but they're getting some of these other the, uh, perks along the way, infrastructure to, to, to oh, help yeah. help around the stadium, and then so it's about their. And owners themselves are investing about $350 million into this whole project. I'm assuming land is included Wait, in that. Wait, $350 million, Does that include the, 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 the st- expansion fee? The building of the stadium and uh, land. Maybe expansion fees involved. Isn't in the too. expansion fee one fifty? Michael, is that Possibly. confirmed? Possibly. Maybe that's why they got the. Maybe that's where they came up with the three fifty yeah. number from. Then it's going to go up to two hundred, and eventually it's going to be a billion when they admit their forty eighth team, which is going to happen. I think. I think it's thirty two max. They will go to because that's the majority yeah. of other leagues are about thirty two. They're about thirty two. Then it'll be sixteen, sixteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then they could play uh, two against the conference, and then eight against the other side. So, you, so Steve, you're saying you're very high on Cincinnati being one of the. I, I think they, I well, they're getting support. Yeah, and obviously Sacramento is solid too. Nashville has already started signing players. Yeah, they signed, I mean, signed form, some MLS quality guys. Uh, former Colorado keeper Matt Pickens. He oh, signed. Yeah. The, he, I think he was part of the winning team, the Amazon Cup winning team. Easy, as his nickname is, <laughs> Matt Easy Pickens, <laughs> for the amount of goals that he lets in. <laughs> Talking of goalkeepers, actually, FC Cincinnati's Mitch Hildebrand that we talked about last week. I'm pointing at Zach, but Zach wasn't here last no. week. Um, he has joined MLS. He has gone to, I think it was Atlanta, actually. Um, so that could have Spencer Ritchie as the number one keeper in yeah, Cincinnati. I talked year. to someone there, and two of the three keepers were gone. Yeah, mm. he was gone, and the other, I think the number two was Hildebrand's gone. a really good keeper, so so that's fine. So that was the big MLS news of the week. I guess we'll we'll all talk about the MLS Cup. Well, who, who else do we want? Who, who do we think is going in? Cincinnati, I, Sacramento. Is there... oh, but that's who I want to get. I think yeah, that okay. Detroit's just based. Detroit's going to play in the NFL stadium. Detroit's infuriating. So and, and they're they're building it because they have so much strong ownership. There's a lot of billionaires involved in that ownership, so but, they're pushing it with their ownership. Yeah, I but, wouldn't be surprised though to see Cincinnati and Nashville. Yeah, that's what Sacramento I. Sacramento just left hanging. From I, I have a feeling that's the case too. I think they would rather like uh, North American leagues like putting teams in the East Coast more. There's more population. Down no, but there. they need to balance it. They, yeah, they, but it's never they balanced. Another Californian team, ideally. Why? Because What's wrong with that? Oh, it's great for us, but like TV markets and everything, that's all they care there's about. Teams, there's teams in other leagues, like New, or- like uh, in basketball, there's a New Orleans team that's in the Western Conference. So th- don't expect balance on anything. No, no one that. watches MLS in America anyways. That's true. Yeah. But we'll, we'll bring you more MLS news this next week when I pretend I've watched the MLS Cup. And <laughs> oh, it's we- going to be highlights. We're going to watch extended highlights. I'm not going to watch extended. I'll oh, watch, really? like, I'll watch okay. like two minutes worth or something. And we'll, we'll, you'll, you'll just watch the PKs and then. Yeah. And we'll follow the Twitter too to get other people yeah. engaged. We'll, we'll mix it up a bit. We'll just talk about 
a game we haven't watched. We'll just pretend we, we know what happened. Yeah. We'll talk about Dempsey sending off for fighting Bradley. <laughs> we could read the MLS timeline as we go through the show. Yeah. No, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Talking about mixing it up, I'm going to bring Wavelength earlier, just for Zach. Oh, the headphones coming off. Just so we'd mix it up a little bit. As it, listeners will know, Zach missed it last week, but just in case he, he doesn't know, December is a special month. Yeah. It's about condo- condemning. It is Football Violence Awareness Month. <laughs> oh, Awareness Month. Yeah, okay. I've got my ribbon on. Right. No, you don't. <laughs> you have an East Fife kit on. I have an East Fife checkerboard kit. It's red, though, for Christmas. That's <laughs> kind of what I went with. We're going back to 1999 with a song reminiscing of what football and football violence was like in the 70s. Because it's, it's good to reminisce. This is The Condemned with When Saturday Comes.
Hi, I'm Carl Valentine. You're listening to the AFTN podcast. Before the break there, you heard The Condemned with When Saturday Comes, the latest in our wavelength section. But now it's time for the next part of our Whitecaps end of season review, March. If we could make it through tonight, we'll see the sun March on, march on Like soldiers, march on If we can make it through tonight, we'll see the sun March on, march on Where it all kind of began, competitively at least for, for the Whitecaps in 2017, and it couldn't have got off to a much better start. Second leg, Champions League, 2-0, home win against New York Red Bulls, Alfonso Davies in the fifth minute, Freddie Montero wrapping it up for the Whitecaps, 40 minutes from time. Not a great crowd, 14,183. Early in the season. Yeah, but safe to say that the Champions League magic didn't quite catch on here, is that fair to say? No, it's, it is fair to say that the crowd was uh, the number of people at the at the stadium was disappointing. Obviously, that's in part because it's a different competition. People maybe don't fully understand, and the fact that it was MLS competition as well. Yeah. So it was someone you didn't get that bump from a, yeah. a, another team, yeah. like a, a like a Mexican team, yeah, or, or, although, or any other team. Although there wasn't a huge bump for them. No, <laughs> we'll, we'll no. come to that later. But. Um, no, it was a very memorable evening. It was great to beat Deadwell, to slay them. And that Alfonso Davies goal was... Great for the kid. Yeah, just... When's he going to score in MLS, though? 2018. Okay. Do we have a month? Well, let's go with March. Oh. I'll say get, April. Just because we're in the month of March. I'm going to say August then. Just to... to we'll be, be sold by then. Oh, yeah, maybe... <laughs> He'll be loaned back to us, so it's okay. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, fantastic win. One of the biggest wins for me in, in Whitecaps history. We we did our podcast where we talked about some of the, the biggest wins. And Why did you skip the first leg? Was it in February, technically? Yeah. Oh, we, right. We talked yeah. about that last week. Right. But I you, did listen. You I did listen. under the weather. I didn't listen live, but I did oh. listen to the podcast. It was a, it was a great win, but... I love cup competitions, but I come from a background where cup competitions mean something. I yeah. support a club that where lower league cup competitions were everything. Are your only cup chance this weekend? I've loved watching it. I've got a couple more games to watch in the PVR when I when I get home. Do you ever see cup competitions though captioning captioning the capturing? Imagi- capturing even capturing the imagination of fans in North America, or I mean the. They're kind of going by the wayside a little bit in the UK as well, at least but for the big teams. I think it's sad. I just think US Open Cup is one of the best competitions in North America. And the fans has, in America don't appreciate it. I think some do. Uh, some do. Some definitely they, do. I think you look at the crowds and the vast yeah. majority don't. Yeah. Do you think un- it will change? It's unfortunate because there is something fun and magical about those nights, right? But, but what would it, it take for I, the Champions I, League, do I, you think, to... To get that foothold, the only the only way I can see it is if people understand it's like it's maybe maybe if it happens during the same year that the league happens or something like that, like when when you got the like for example, the the New York game was from a competition they won 
the pre- or advance from the previous August, which ha- they won yeah. in the previous year. Yeah, but it's okay, a, this it, was one hell of a it's, long cup it's, run. It's, it's, it is. It's, it, it's a complicated thing for people no, to wrap their heads around. No, man. Okay, it is different. You are a it's, soccer supporter. You understand. Dude, I'm talking about the. It's different than the local uh, sporting culture. Yes, it's mm. not rocket science. It is for some no. People. It is not. It is for some people. No. I'm sorry. You're giving people way too much credit. No. We did qualify for this, though, in the <laughs> summer of 2015. That's what I'm talking about. It was nearly a, a two-year yeah. cup run. I mean, that's that's just ridiculous. How yeah. long does it take to qual- to get make the World Cup? That's a totally different thing. It takes two years. And the thing well, is, yeah. qualifying for the World Cup starts two years. And, and tell, me, tell me the difference in viewership from oh, the qualifying games to the actual World Cup. And yeah, this was the quarterfinals. And this was a ma- there's a massive difference there. Yeah. But at least it got the month off to a good start. Another kind of good thing, I guess we could kind of say, is just before the season started, TSN signed their radio deal after cancelling it on the Whitecaps. So <laughs> at least you got to hear some stuff on the radio. Unless the one time I did want to listen and I was driving home and it wasn't on the radio. <laughs> they cut away from they it. They cut yeah. away. It was a Lions game and... Ice hockey? Actually... It was Canadians and Lions, I think, but it might not even have been the Lions. Oh, baseball and pigskin. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. But at least they had a deal. We were all ready to, to kind of, we'd been practicing on Mixler, we were all set <laughs> to go. But there's still time. We, we might get that in a couple of years to come. Who, who knows? But after the high of beating New York came the snooze fest. Oh. That was the nil-nil against Philly. Oh. We'll just gloss over that, really. But disappointing way to start the league campaign. A lot of changes between the two games. Robo did prioritise that the cup competition, but yeah, horrible way to start the season. It was awful. Yeah, Th- that was one. Of, I mean, and it was first kick weekend, but again, it was a prime example of one of the games that maybe they could have done something to get it moved. Yeah, to, to I think San Jose away was more prime for that, but still. Well, talking of of San Jose away, that was the next week. That was a, a three-two loss. I went into it not confident. I know that's a shock to, to everyone. Yeah. And then... They are up by two. Yeah. Stunning performance. Got the white caps up by two. The combo of Nicholas Mosquito and Eric Mortado. Yeah. Mosquito? Mosquito. Because <laughs> he was always about to... He confused me with saying Mortado first. I like that, Mosquito. Yeah. Well, that's that's the combination of the two names. Yeah. The problem is, though, Alstead, um got sent off. Yes. And so, that, that turned the and team And he around. deserved it. Yes. He handled his balls out of the box. So there was a mis, uh, misplay by Dean and Waston, right? Were the center yes. backs in that game? Yeah. Dean, Dean had a great game against Philly, actually, and then didn't cover himself in glory the, the next week. Just when you're like, oh, he's back. He's really going to make yeah. a challenge. And it's like, oh, yeah, maybe not. Yeah. So, yeah, David obviously shouldn't, shouldn't have handled outside the box, but uh, it, there was a... Previous mistake that led to the yeah. I mean, you, you can't blame him in a lot of regards. He was kind of hung out to dry on that, but it did give us a chance to see Paolo Tornaghi, and I think that was the the signing of his. We're waving him in the summer contract. Not a great performance from Paolo. No, I I I put the three two defeat firmly on his shoulders, Whoa. mainly because he's in Italy and he won't hear this. <laughs> no, but the thing is. If you remember what if my memory is correct, and you guys can cr- tell me if I'm wrong, the winning goal in that game was as a result of a very, very what word should I use? Um, it was a lack of backtracking from Kakuta Mane on the right wing that, or uh, the Vancouver left wing that allowed Nick Lima 
just to walk in and to score his first MLS goal, which was a match winner. And from then on, I don't think Kakuta didn't start, I don't think. I don't even know if he saw the pitch after that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to come to Kakuta very right. shortly. Well, then they went from San Jose, they went down to Mexico, just a little south from there. Yep. Played Eno in Mexico. 2-0 lost. It was all going so well. Until... no, no at halftime. Yeah. Bad own goal, midway through the second Unfor- half. Unfortunate own goal. Unfortunate oh, own goal. Um, yeah, bad, bad, bad luck. Bad, yeah. bad, luck. bad, bad luck. He yeah. meant bad luck. Yes. Um, but even at that one now, I was like, this is superb, because we were outplayed. We were outclassed. It was clear. But if you got away from that with a 1-0 loss, that was amazing. Yeah. yeah. But well, and no, but the thing is, we also had chances. Yeah. Well, yeah. Breck Shea oh, should have yes, scored. Yes. Yeah. And was the other one, was it Mosquito? Yeah. Or Mosquito. Mosquito. Uh, yeah. But Breck Shea should have scored in that. That's all I remember. Yeah, Breck Shea should definitely have scored. He also... And he fell over, he I fell think. fell over in the box. One, one of the, that yeah. was kind of a theme for the rest of the year, him yeah. falling over. <laughs> one of the sad things was that so few people traveled. But one of the fun things was that two of the people who did travel, or maybe the only two that did travel, were... Andrew and Rod from the Whitecaps FC Casuals. Not to be confused with the Pigeon Casuals. Did they make it back in one piece? They did. But they were like live Facebooking like everything they did and everywhere they went. Just to prove that they weren't going to get killed. Well, no. It was, I mean, yeah. It was quite, they were quite humorous. If you, if you know them, you know their humor. And a lot of things were humorous. Yeah. I mean, it was all going swimmingly. And then three minutes from time, Vargas put the knife, got that killer second. And I, I still, as far-fetched as it sounds, I still believe... If we'd nicked a goal and not given up that second goal, I think we could have done it. There's a better chance than what they had after this result. The yeah. probabilities were higher. Yes. Yeah. Or would have been But higher. then we had to bounce back from that heartbreak to even worse heartbreak. TFC beat us. Yeah, but but, but they were in the game. They had Spencer Ritchie who Spencer made Ritchie, his debut. Yes. who was fantastic. Save of the week he earned. Yeah. His mum did well for him. And then, but, no, but again, it all turned around on Brexit falling over into somebody. Yes. <laughs> but that game should have, again, maybe that was one of the games they, they could have had moved. Yeah. And, yeah. and Brexit's mouth as well. Yeah. You, you don't swear at a referee. But yeah, that let TFC get two, back into two, two goals, goals in four minutes. Yeah. yeah. Vasquez. I think that was a Vasquez. Yeah. Vasquez. Vasquez <laughs> and Altidore. American hero Altidore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mr. USA. Even if he gets booed to hell. And he didn't get any any salutes? No. no well, gave we gave him some silent ones from the, the press box hidden under the desk. But yeah, there was a lot of WFC2 additions that month as well. Some of them didn't quite work out. Francis de Vries we talked about. Yeah. He, he gave an interview, actually. We talked about him going back to Canterbury in New Zealand in last week's show. He says he's still not sure what his future holds <laughs> with the Whitecaps, so he could be back. Then we signed one of the younger Baldies. Um, one of the Baldies. Yeah, the younger Baldies. The younger one. Dominic Zader? Dominic Zader as well. I didn't quite work out either. But the, the big signing for me, Gloria Amanda. Yeah. He's a guy that is going to hang around. He's going to go to Fresno. Hopefully, they're going to start announcing some Fresno signings soon anyway. He's, he was a, a, a teammate of, uh, or, or a classmate of... Uh, Fonzie. Uh, Fonzie, yeah. Yes, both. Yeah. Yep, so Edmonton product, bright future from Glory. Great to see him getting his first pro contract. Then the bombshell. The trade of all trades. The all tracking back from in the San Jose game. Yes, it all stemmed from that, I think. Yeah, I think so. That, that, that was the only reason. That that, I think that was a huge reason. Maybe sleeping in and missing a team meeting in Los Angeles <laughs> the season before and then getting dropped. 
I think that movie has that up. been talked about. It's never officially been talked about. Let's just let's just mention that now. Let's just break that news now. Well, he got he got benched in that game. Yes. So yeah. um, no one uh, knew why, but that yeah. was why. Uh, yeah. But uh, also the fact that I think that uh, I do think that Robbo realized that he was really had nothing in the midfield and he needed more, you know, additional players and could, he has so many uh, wingers that he can afford to, uh, you know, trade one of those players to bring in oh, somebody. No, the, 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 I think the, the biggest factor in it all, those, I think those things obviously that you guys just mentioned played a role. It was the fact that he was in his last year of his deal. And he's not coming back. And there was... No. He wants to go to Europe. Yeah, he's there was, made that very clear. There was little intention of him coming back. And, yeah. He's also not a player whose defensive game lives up to what Robo needs for the way that he plays. When you're a team that's given up so much possession. You need your wingers to be good defensively and sadly Kakuta isn't. But he he went to Columbus. Yeah. But he's a great great dude. Yep. I, I think he went to Columbus. He was happy about that. He's like, oh, you'll be in Austin in a couple of years. He's like, great, I'll get to go back home. <laughs> oh, Tony Chani comes to Vancouver. We also get 300,000 in allocation money, 225 in TAM, 75 in GAM. Future GAM as well, if he is traded within MLS before December next year. And a percentage of a selling fee if he's sold. Now, he's out of contract. Now, if Columbus oh, have offered him a new deal. Yeah, he's and if, not if, if he signs, yet. they get Ham, which is a first-round draft pick. Yeah, that is big probably going to be Ham. <laughs> it could be quite low because they did well this year, yeah. sadly. Um, yeah, I think we got the, the better end of that deal. For now, because he never he, he was he was. Uh, Chani was great. No, Chani was great. I'm, saying, I'm talking about Manny. Manny took a while to get going there, and he still yeah. wasn't starting by the end of the year. Yeah, and he he didn't do it in the playoffs, which I was hoping he was going to be the difference maker. But he was the one that got scissored. I, I think that that was a massive trade because it sent the message, and no one's no one safe. safe yeah. yeah, no one is safe in the squad. There's a, pre- a precursor of things to come. Christian Teixeira a big kick up the ass as well because after that, he started playing out of his skin. So, yeah. Big, big trade. Sad to see Kikuta go in a lot of ways, but it, it, made, it made sense totally. It was, an, it, was like, it was an interesting month as a whole. There was many ups and many downs. But, or some ups and many downs. Yeah, but that was March. And we'll be back to talk about April after this. Hey, it's Sivan Runovic, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. theme music to Stranger Things there a show I've never seen yet because I don't have Netflix but I, I do hope to see it at some point I've heard really good things about it two seasons in it's pretty good I think you'll really enjoy it Michael. it's a good 80s nostalgia more into my 70s nostalgia but I'll, I'll go with 80s but yes Stranger Things have happened maybe none more so than Kikuta Mani going this season but that did seem to surprise everyone before the break there we talked about March the merry month of March. Although I wasn't really so merry, the Whitecaps, their form was not the greatest, and yet you did worry a little bit about what was going to be in store for this season ahead. But things did turn around a little bit in April. Under the April. 
April. Spring is coming. Spring is in the air. Sometimes it snows in April, as, as Prince once said. But yeah, the, the Whitecaps had to kind of turn things around quickly after a pretty poor march. And they did that on the very first day, making fools of the LA Galaxy. Yep. Taking the lead, falling behind 2-1 at half time, And then Montero and a brace from Matty Laba. 4-2 Whitecaps and everyone was happy again. And I think in this game, was uh, it, it really changed, I remember, because the substitution of Tony Chani. Mm-hmm. Um, he changed and basically Laba just started flying yep. forward and I think that showed a little bit of glimmer of hope of what was possible yeah because right away we thought oh this trade looks even better than we, we thought on paper it's like Chani Han had a great 2016 with Columbus fantastic in 2015 he still if you listen to our interview with him earlier in the year he doesn't feel that that was his, his greatest ever season folk point to that just because Columbus got to to the final but he feels he's played better in seasons past. And it, it really whetted our appetite as to what we could maybe expect from, from Chani playing beside Laba and allowing Laba that freedom because Laba looked like a different player. It it was it felt like there was a proper number eight box-to-box central, central midfielder. Yeah. And Matias Laba in that game played that role, which we haven't – usually he's a six. But at the end of the game, he played like an eight – and scored twice, and yeah, there was this glimmer of hope of what could be. Yeah, and I mean, for to beating LA at that point, we didn't know how crap LA were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So we, we did think this was a good LA team. So it put a spring in our step, and it was just the result the Caps needed. Heading into play Tigris four days later, April fifth, BC Place packed to the rafters, upper <laughs> upper bowl opened, fifty eight thousand packed in. There was a good number of Tigris. Mm. In people. my dreams, that is how, how it yeah, would have been. But sadly, was it like 16, 18? I didn't look at that, but I think it was about yeah. 16. Yeah, it was a disappointing crowd. But it got off to a great start. Breck, Breck Shea. Shea. <laughs> An eventful opening 10 minutes or so for, for Breck Shea. Yeah. Scoring the goal to put the Whitecaps live on the tie. and He didn't fall over. Yeah. Us looking at each other thinking, oh my God, we could really do this. This yeah. is like incredible. Yeah, so his celebration to the goal was making fun of wasn't the fall, it? The fall in, yeah, the, in, in, the, in the first leg, yeah. Whereas I thought he was just a fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> and he was doing the fish thing. It, it raised our hopes. Maybe then it angered Tigris, I don't know. But I mean, right at half time, Rattled the cage. We were still in it. And we had hope for a spell, but then... Tigers took over. Their class did shine through. Geniac with a great goal. Yeah. Geniac is probably the best player we've seen play against the Whitecaps yeah. in the MLS era. He's out of say. contract as well next year. Yeah, and Robbo <laughs> was down watching Tigris. <laughs> and he's looking to add a striker, just saying. But the Tigris result, that made us really want to get out there, do well, couldn't wait to see what the next game was going to bring. Snow hell yeah, exactly. in RSL. Yeah. April the 8th, Snowmageddon. And a game that should never have been played. I think this was more of a revenge on RSL's part from what happened in 2011 when they got rained out. <laughs> yes. Um, and they couldn't play at Empire <laughs> Stadium. Stupid friendly. And then we beat, and we beat them bad. Uh, when they came back in the return game, yeah. A game like that in the UK would not have gone ahead. No, no. I mean, 
when players are throwing snowballs at each other and there's no disco afterwards, a, I was appalled. A game like that didn't get played in Edmonton in the way. Yes. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Of course, of course that was turf versus grass. The, the, the Whitecaps defence was all at sea. And they was, a snowy they, sea. They, they did a new formation that they had never practiced, yeah. <laughs> which was it's weird. Like, hey, it, let's try something we've never done before in the snow. Yeah. That's not going to go horribly wrong. I think they tried to capture the, defeat. They tried to capture the magic of Christmas there. All I remember is it was like we we couldn't cut well, and they could cut well, and, this, yeah. and that you know a couple of guys fell down on that, cuts. That and, was a big difference. They were yeah. Yeah, maybe they put staples in the bottom. I would say could have won way more than they did as well. We yeah. just we had nothing in in that game. So highs, lows. What was the next game going to bring? April fourteenth. The Sounders. Sounders were coming to town. And your music was very nice before because that was the display that day. The yeah. Cascadia Kings with the that, that song played in the stadium. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Well, that's why I played that song. Yeah. And great. stranger things happen. Yeah. Freddie Mastero scored two goals in a Cascadian derby against Seattle. Yeah. yeah. And my recollection of that day was that Vancouver did not play very they, well. They, no. They were the better they, team. They, they Sounders stole were the, yeah. the the better team as Steve says you wondered going into that game how he was going to be uh, against his old team goals 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 is what we got from Freddie Montero <laughs> Flash five Rank it baby five to one eight Yes, we're doing Flash Five uh, this week. This week, and we're counting out the best goals of each year during uh, Vancouver's MLS history. This year, we're going back to 2013. 15. Um, oh wait, sorry, oh, you're right. 2015. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> last year was last week was 2013. Okay, so 2015, the year that the uh, uh, Vancouver won the first Voyagers Cup. Yeah, uh, it was their first home playoff game. That didn't go too well. Um, and also, it was the year of the one H goal. By Octavio <laughs> Rivero, but we'll be talking about other goals. Um, first of all, honorable mention yeah, is wrong with one inch. Yeah. Um, Octavio Rivero, um, uh, honorable mention at Orlando, March twenty first. Oh, the header, one nil win. Yes, yeah. uh, just because it was the night. You, you were not there, were you? No, no, no. There was no Mickey Mouse cup on the line, right? It was his third goal in as many games. Ninety um, seventh minute, like you, like you said, Pedro Morales free kick. Actually, ninety sixth minute. minute. Um, also, it was the it was the ball game. I'm using that in quotations from Diego Rodriguez, right? And the if game, you know what I'm talking about. The ball he game. grabbed uh, Colin. Yeah, it oh, wasn't it wasn't like that. Oh yes. Um, uh, it was also the game where Sam got injured by Donovan yes. Ricketts. Yeah, that so was he was, a, on, he was on his ascendancy, big, and then exactly that yeah. was almost like yeah, yeah, like we talked about Ben McKendry before. Another honorable mention: Paul Mudaka. Um, oh, the, against at Seattle, Seattle oh, yes, yeah. the, it was the back heel. August first, three nil win, second goal of the his game uh, of the game for him. It was a, he had a brace in that one. Nice give and go between Manny and Tichera from a corner, and then Tichera came in, threw it into the bunk, and and he did a back heel back kind, heel. Of, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I crazy. would maybe have had that in my top five. Yeah. I, I was debating, but uh, number five is Pedro Morales from that same game. It was the three uh, the third goal of the game. 
Um, it was a free, free kick. kick yeah. uh, it was uh, he delivered with nice power, great curl, uh, right into the near post. Yeah, right into the near post. It was. A We're great allowed angle. to disagree about this, right? Oh, for sure. Oh, I would put the Palmer higher. Than yeah, that I one. would as well. Okay, uh, number. This is, this is Steve's thing. Number yeah. four, uh, Matias Lava um, at Portland. Wait, wait. Oh, these are not in order. No, not the ones I sent you. Oh, okay. I told you if you read the beginning, it was no particular order. Oh. Uh, Matias oh. Lava at Portland, uh, July eighteenth, one-one draw. Um, it was uh, about yeah. uh, it was uh, he recovered the ball off a turnover. Manny got it to him. Uh, Manny was expecting it back, but instead uh, Lava went in about thirty to thirty-five yards out. It was wasn't it a powerful shot, but it was so like right on. It was like laser, like if, the way it went into the net, like right on the stream, no bounce or anything like that. I might put Pamukka even higher than that one. Yeah, that's your opinion for sure. Uh, number three, uh, Christian Tichera uh, versus FC Dallas, August 22nd, 1 0 win. Um, this was another one, Manny was involved. He uh, got the ball almost from the sideline, came across the uh, the box, um, kind of avoided three separate defenders. Yeah, he went in a maze. Yeah, and then cut into the, into, the, into the box at an angle, but then shot it towards the net. And then Christian Tichera, who was. Defended by uh, 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 the FC Dallas player and also the goalkeeper coming at him. Basically, I don't know how he did this, but he kind of got his back, like kind of sweeped it in with his uh, off foot and everything. It was a really nice goal. Um, number two. That one was nice, yeah. yeah. Number two, Pedro Morales at Montreal, August 12th, 2-2 draw. It was the first free- leg of the Voyager's Cup. It was a free kick. Uh, oh, near like, post. In the 70th angle. When, yeah, the goalkeeper was expecting <laughs> him to send a cross into the defenders and whoever was going to head it in. But he, he totally fooled them, went to the near post. Goalie just absolutely rammed into the post. Like, I thought he had a concussion yeah. when I, I saw that. that was replay. the one I was thinking. The winner, the winner is from distance, right? The what? The winner is from distance, right? Yes. That's yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Impact uh, came back to come back uh, in that. They were up 2 nothing. They came back to go 2-2, but eventually the Whitecaps would win that uh, draw, uh, tie. Uh, number one is Gershon Kofi oh, yeah. uh, against RSL at home. Oh, RSL. Two, oh, one, that two, one. 2-1 two, two, win. The ball was cleared out of the box, right to Plata, but Kofi took it right away from him. Uh, kind of bounced a little bit, and he hit it on the on the bounce. Yeah. And the it, half volley. And just like the the power he put into it, the curl it curled away from Armando into the top, top corner, corner. Easily the goal of the year. I he think. did win AFTN's goal of the year. I checked he, he oh, was the you? winner that yeah. year. Uh, fantastic. Again, one of those goals that annoyed me because it shows you what Gersh could do. Yeah. But he just could not bring that on a consistent enough basis. And this yeah. was the first year where I had to go <laughs> I had to go through all the games because the the White Caps didn't put out a, a goal all the goals <laughs> he scored. So I had to go through all of them to see which ones were the better ones. Took a while there. Yeah. But that's flash fire for this week. Definite winner there. And I mean we were talking about Freeman and Terra's goals just before that. He got another one. In another Cascadian derby, the next week, April 22nd, 2-1 loss at Portland. Nagby and then Mattix had Portland 2-0 up by halftime. Montero missed a penalty, but then buried the rebound. And then he should have got us level, I think, with about 20 minutes to go. Waste, well, didn't waste it. He had a nice chipped effort that just didn't go in. But that game was the start of the of 4-1, Robin 4-1. Going, yeah, the 4-1, 4-1. And I thought I thought they played pretty well in this game compared to the Seattle game where yeah. they didn't play well. They played better in this one. Yeah, you had AJ, Matty Laba, and Tony Chani as the trio of CMs. And you're thinking, oh, it's a bit of a, a defensive thing. I'm not sure how much I like this. And then it worked fantastically 
for, for the Caps after that. Four, five games, maybe even six. It was definitely at least five where it was an unchanged starting lineup as well. Which was crazy. Which under Robo just never happens. And you saw the makings of what that could be in that Portland game. And then the following week, you saw the fruits of that. The first away win of the year, 2-1 at Montreal, April 29th. After falling behind as well, AJ Rocket to bring them back level. And, and then to share a cutting back, making room for himself, and then slotting home. It looked like one of the goals against the Whitecaps in the... In the snow game in RSL, where yes. he just—I remember—I think like I think I just heard that Laurent Simon has stopped sliding, right? Because that was the game, right? He just totally <laughs> slid by, cut back, beautiful goal. Yeah, and I think I think also the you were talking about the Portland game. I think that was the one where they showed them confidence that they can win away, and obviously they followed up with that in Montreal. And I thought that was a huge, huge win. There. Again, again though, like March. It was a month of ups and downs. It, yeah, the, the thing was we just couldn't get any consistency right. going. No, but that was, I think, one of the difference from previous years, Michael. We've talked about this at the end of the season, is because the team was up and down as opposed to long stretches of really bad or long stretches of really good, it still felt like they were maybe better than they were Yeah, in a sense. Because in previous years, you had long stretches without wins well, or with two, very few points. Two months in, and we still had no idea what the identity of the team was. You can argue that by the end of the season, we still didn't really have too much of an identity unless you count not wanting to have the ball. No, the, I think I think Robbo was pretty clear on this, and we might disagree or not like the style or whatever, but they they felt that they, the best thing for them was to be a transitional team, was to be a team to uh, create and take chances on the counter. And, and, I, and with I the think, addition so far, it yeah. looks like it's, nothing's going to change yeah. there. And I think if they hadn't gone with that way, they wouldn't have picked up these points for sure. I think uh, it, it worked well. Yeah. Obviously, the team the teams were able to figure them out later on in the season with this by just giving them possession and waiting for them to give it back to them. But I think uh, it helped them definitely at this part because people weren't expecting that at all. What I liked, though, about the four one four one, though it showed Ro- Robo was just not so rigid with his tactics. It was. It looked like he was going to fall in a sort of four-two-three-one, no matter what. Yeah. But this showed no. I'll do something different. And although it was a little bit surprising, I would have liked us to have gone back to that. Yeah. The three, the, the three of the back in Salt Lake was also different. Uh, yeah. To be fair, I was calling for three at the back for a long time. I've maybe gone off that idea a little bit, but Anthony Hudson has just been appointed Colorado Rapids coach. He likes to have 3-5-2-5-3-2. It looks like that's how he's going to have Colorado playing. Maybe Robbo will kind of adjust to that as well, and we'll see some more three at the back next season. I, I, I like the the we're talking like I know we're talking about April, but if they had, I would have liked to see them do like a like something different against Seattle in yeah. that second leg, like a totally. four one four one, and I think that could have that would have thrown Seattle Those, completely off that playoff away leg. Yeah. That was made for the four one four one, and we yeah. talked about it on the show. It was like that. even even at home they could have done something different. Yeah. I wish they had just done something in one of those legs, done something different, and just pressed. I yeah, having a shot that would yeah. have been the different <laughs> thing. Well, they, if they pressed, they maybe got, a, got uh, like earned a shot easier. Yeah, a good. shot. They had a shot. Are you getting greedy? You want more than one shot? Yeah, uh, I know. Always want what I can't have. Anyway, that was the month of April. We'll cover May and June next week. Lot talked about so far uh, in this show. Not got too much more to come, but I don't know. I'm getting hungry. It's this time of night. We've been doing the early show for for a while. I could do with some good food recommendations. Who better 
for some food recommendations than a fellow Scotsman. For real. Whitecaps goalkeeping coach Stuart Kerr. And he's going to take me out. Take me out! So if you're at home and you can't be bothered cooking, mm-hmm. what would be your takeout food of choice? 100% Indian. And any favourite dish? Two favourite dishes, chicken korma and butter chicken. They're not Indian. I know, just... but, but I, like, I, I'm not a big spice guy, but I oh, love yeah. with, with naan bread. It has to be with cheese, naan bread and rice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nathan was laughing about your iron brew thing earlier. <laughs> like, too much sugar. <laughs> no, listen. Listen, I'd like to... I had to watch my weight when I was playing. So I'm a big guy, so I enjoy I enjoy the times when I don't have to do it now, within reason. And have you got a place that you like to go to for your Indian food? Well, there's a good app, just been invented, Just Eat. Yes. So, very, very handy. Skip the dishes as well. Skip the dishes as well. Track you can driver. track it, which is really, really good. So I've been finding that out in Vancouver because a lot of the times I'm too lazy and I don't cook for myself, so um, it's just easy to go on the, the internet and press a couple of buttons and... That's me sorted. Sula restaurant and commercial, great Indian. Yeah, yeah. I've, just, I've, I've not been. I've, I've not. I've not actually been out and had an Indian yet. Like in a restaurant, I've just had its takeaways. But I'm looking forward to when it settles down a bit. I'll make my way around. Yeah, the Indian I'll give you some good tips. I'll That's great. Cheers, no no cheers, man. Stuart Kerr there, my fellow Scot, loving Indian food like myself. Sula Restaurant, as I said in Commercial Drive, is fantastic. I have been promising our photographer Tom, residual image, uh, an Indian food reward for years. So I think I'm due about three or four by now. So You could I, come I, to our house. I was going to say, I thought you were going to make uh, Steve's family make that. Yeah, we could do that. Okay. But anyway, that was Stuart Kerr there talking about all things food and Indian takeout. But now it's time for BC Soccer Web Headlines. BC Soccer Web Headlines is brought to you by bcsoccerweb.com. Your one-stop site for local, national and international news and links. Add it to part of your daily routine, check it in the morning, check it at night, get up to date with all the football news from around the world. bcsoccerweb.com So what's been catching your eye in the site this week, Steve? A couple of things. Uh, A couple of... uh, Just... Recommendations, if, if you can find them, and I'll give you the sites. Um, Vavil had a, a good article. Well, it's a difficult article to read. Um, it's a former player comes forward with account of sexual abuses. Female players, uh, the, everybody knows about the Me Too movement. It's, it's taking down quite a few uh, really bad guys in the entertainment history, and it's kind of hitting sports too. And it, it, people talk about, oh, this is a bad thing. No, it's a good thing because these people, these women are able to speak out. And, uh, you know, these guys that have been um, kind of hiding uh, behind their power are finally being, uh, you know, outed and everything like that. So I think it's a very good thing if this is happening. So give that a read if you want. 
Um, BBC came out with a couple of good reads. Um, the Brazilian club. Um, yes, which you talked about last week, Champanese. Um, they kind of went over, like th- that was just like a little about them getting promoted, but they actually went into a more detailed thing about you know what's been going on for the year and a kind of a, a backtrack on that. And then they came out, uh, football manager is turning 25. And it was a it was a really fascinating read. I really recommend it. It's it, the main focus of it was about players who were like you know became superstars in the in the football manager, but really didn't mm-hmm. it didn't make it in the league and how they're still recognized when they're going going through airports and everything like that through England or wherever. And they're saying, oh, you that guy that you know that was so good in my football manager that took me to like champions and everything like that. But they they really really they, didn't, they kind of disappeared off the map. I haven't read that one. I have to check that out. I, I think I played football manager in the very early years of it when I had my Amstrad 464 uh, computer. I've never actually played football manager because I've been told it's very addictive. Yes, that's yeah, why that's I haven't why I have played either. it yeah. late. And so I've never why played it. I've also it. stopped buying the FIFA games as well because it's, I just have no time to sit and do this. And I know if I start, that's going to be me for hours. Yeah, I, There was one year... I regret. I never, I, I'm surprised they didn't get. They, they had a a console version that linked with the the FIFA game, I think, or something. I think it was a long time ago. I I, I thought I would get into it then, but I never did. So a couple of quick hits. Uh, Robin Lewandowski, uh, wife, I dream moved to Los Angeles. She, they were talking about uh, extending their brand and everything. It's a, it's, it's horrible it sounding. So yeah. much. It's like players coming. To MLS for the wrong reasons. I thought we'd moved on from this, yeah. but clearly not. Sorry, who are you talking about? Robert Lewandowski. His wife and, just wants yeah, him to retire okay. here yeah. by playing in MLS. <laughs> yes, that's what it sounds like. It's really bad. Uh, it's not a good way that uh, supporters would... would no, but uh, he... Yeah. But he is a quality... I take him here. He's a very he quality wants, player. He only wants to go to LA, though. Yeah. He's a quality player. But he does also... He is, I think, he owns like a, a restaurant chain or yeah. something in Poland. That's what. Yeah, that's what they were mentioning. Yeah. So um, another, uh, they were talking about the the presidential race in uh, U.S. soccer. Um, <laughs> a quick guide to they were uh, they had a four four two had a quick guide to what each uh, who is running and what what they stand for and everything. Um, also, there was apparently a debate uh, or more of a talking on, on online. You could probably find the audio somewhere if you search for it um, about uh, certain of uh, the candidates on uh, what they talked about. So you could hear that there. Um, 442 also came out with an article, a new life and old world, the nomadic American aiming for world cup 2019 with Canada. It's Aaron McLeod's wife, Ella Masser, who has kind of had a resurgence in Europe and how they're trying to possibly get her into the Canadian squad. She has mentioned that if she's not there for qualification, that she doesn't want to be on the team because she doesn't want to take somebody else's spot, but it'd be a nice story if they can both play together. Because she considers Canada her home now, um, because of the what's going on in the states. Uh, uh, on Tuesday, the article came out of VAR to be used in Africa in time for the African Nations Championship. I don't know if that's going to make it better or worse, uh, because there's always a controversy there in the African Championship. There is. The it just seems to to draw attention to the to the referees every year. So if this can do anything to help that, then I'm all for it. It does make it more interesting to watch, though. For sure. Uh, another article coming out uh, about uh, three Canadians making the shortlist for the Mac Herman Trophy, which is the best women's player in uh, the NCAA. 
Jesse Fleming, everybody knows about Rebecca Quinn and uh, Vanessa Guerrero. Uh, those are the uh, they're part of the 15 semifinalists, so it's good to see them there. And then finally, Ronaldo um, earns uh, when he's in- Instagramming, which I'm telling you to get on it. You just need to get that AFTN Instagram on. He um, has it. I have. I know, but you need to yeah, promote get it more. Going. I have news about that. Okay. In a sec. Uh, Ronaldo earns a staggering 308,000 pounds per Instagram photo. That's when he's at, not when he's doing his own family stuff, but when he's advertising uh, like Herbal Life or uh, whatever he else he does, advertises. Whenever he does that, he gets paid 308,000. So he's already on the take from LA Galaxy. I guess so. I, I just want to go back to the article you mentioned about it listed all the people that's running for the U.S. soccer presidency. When you read that list, oh, yeah. and you have to look at that and go, how do these people think they're qualified to run a soccer federation? Yeah. But then the latest news that came out, this woman was not mentioned on this article. Sunil Galati said he might not run for re-election, and he might put forward Kathy Carter, who is president of some Soccer United Marketing. <laughs> oh, great. And it's like... I've got a tweet up here saying that if she runs and wins, RIP soccer. That's how's your touch on Twitter. Yeah. You, yeah, I mean, Soccer United Marketing is interested in one thing and one thing only. Make money. It's all about money. So I, that, for the, be- the alternative World Cup next year. For the betterment <laughs> of, 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 the, of the sport of football, you need, you need someone who's knows the game. Yeah, and been, been doing yeah. football stuff. Because people might think, yeah, but well, being but, a business person is fine too. Yeah. But there's going to be folk listening to this. I think, why should we care who runs American soccer? It's great if they have an idiot because it's going to destroy the game and they won't qualify. Blah blah blah. But we are so intertwined with each Th- other. Just that's now. the problem. We need to are too intertwined. Yeah, it's like everything that happens with them. Like if they do stuff now, that it could blow the World Cup. But as far fetched as that seems, you never know. Yeah. Because there's something that crossed my mind. If they decide that they want to go ahead with this tournament next summer and FIFA say, no, we don't want you to, will that affect the World Cup bid? Because they're defying FIFA's wishes to, to go ahead with it. Because FIFA's never going to approve them to, to run a big tournament like that when the World Cup is on. And there's no point in them doing it before or after the World Cup. No, I've, I've heard that... Uh, I, I thought I heard that they were thinking about doing it before, like a, a pre-World Cup. Yeah, but that's just... Because then you'll cancel the MLS games before the World Cup and they'll be playing MLS games during it when all the players no, are No, you just away. use the Americans who aren't in MLS. Mm-hmm. I don't trust them to do anything. So speaking about money, uh, FIFA corruption is still going on the trial in Brooklyn. Um, ah, never ending. There, there is, there's a whole bunch of articles that about, you know, uh, you know the recap of what's going on. Um, there was a new thing that came out about exact thing uh, Qatar had about, about... There was a Qatari official that said there's 15 million... Um, d- dollars available for bribes, uh, mostly available to South of, uh, American officials, but they never said whether that money exchange has. They just said that there was available. Um, and then uh, there is also another fee- former FIFA VP uh, questioned about the 2022 uh, World Cup probe. Um, also, some weird things going on in the trial. Uh, if you look at the one article by the AP, uh, a defendant being admonished for stealing a pen and a paper clip from uh, one of the judge's uh, clerks. Um, apparently, one of the people on trial did a throat slit gesture to a witness. 
Um, uh, he claimed it was because he had, oh, his lawyer claimed he has itchy throat, uh, which I don't know. Understand. Usually you go like this if you have itchy throat. That, that well downwards, known itchy throat it. syndrome. <laughs> like, no, you don't go like this if we're itchy throat like going in the throat. Steve is I'm swiping. I'm trying to saw my neck Yeah, off. I'm trying it's to so saw it. You, you use your multiple fingers and you do, uh, you just, I know itchy throats, it happens. Um, but that, that definitely, and it, and it threw the, uh, the, uh, the witness apparently off. The judge wit- uh, noticed that. Yeah, and so they actually delayed the, uh, the thing for that and then the one juror was dismissed for sleeping which I don't blame him for that I've been in some conference calls like that mind you yeah an update to Australia as well FIFA has uh, it looks like they're going to be taking over um, uh, Australia for now uh, until they figure out what they're doing so it's kind of up in the air as well there Jurgen Klinsmann is interested in the Australian job for the World Cup can he do it from LA Probably, right? I'm sure you can. Well, they, they were training. He commuted to Germany. He can commute to... He'll be encouraging all the Australian players to go and play in Europe. Yeah. Forget the A-League. So, uh, uh, from the lower leagues, a um, couple updates. Obviously, FC Edmonton, we talked about it last week. Um, the uh, What Tom Fath is saying is, then you said it too last week, he wants better crowds, a better corporate sponsorship, and a stronger yeah. league in order that, for him to come that back. That 11.c article was yeah. the one... We were talking about yeah. it last week. It's just it hadn't gone up on BC Soccer Web. Yeah, Monday. and then and then the uh, the, the follow up from there though uh, from that was the folding of the FC Edmonton team. Uh, Steve Sander actually said that he, it could hurt their chances to host games in the 2026 World Cup if they don't get another team back in there. Um, Which well, what do you how do you guys feel about that? I I don't think they should host it anyway. I, yeah. I think it should just all the games should be in Vancouver. Well, you can't have that. That's not going to happen. Oh, 10 games. Oh, unrealistic. Okay, I'll give five to Toronto. If you if you subscribe to our AFT and Extra podcast, there is a conference call talking about all that. Yeah. And the indication that was given on the call, although they, they quickly tried to correct it, was there might just be two Canadian cities hosting. But then they... It's got to be West Coast and East Coast. Yeah. Peter McTopoli like basically was trying to say, oh, the more the, it is, the better. It's trying to grow the game. <laughs> because Canada, according to different surveys, Canadians want to host the World Cup to grow the game. Yeah. America wants to host the World Cup to, to make, make money. money. Yeah, That was what the polling came up So uh, another update to a previous article about the Rhinos, Rochester Rhinos. They will be skipping next year. Um, and until they and they ho- they'll hope to return in 2019, they just couldn't get it quick enough. One, uh, they were looking for 1.3 million dollars. Yeah, they're endangered. Yeah, endangered winos. Sad. Yeah. Now a couple MLS articles that uh, that we uh, sorry news things that we didn't get a chance to hit on. Um, uh, first of all, MLS. We talked about expansion. Uh, but we didn't talk about Columbus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are rumors. Now, these are all rumors. Nobody's been able to nail this down. Um, but MLS apparently is might be offering Columbus an opportunity to get back into the expansion race. Which just like San Jose. Just like really. San Jose. So they're trying to – maybe this is just a way to – uh, uh, kind of curtail the people. I think it's probably nonsense yeah. and someone's just started yeah. this to, yeah. to just get folk even more irate. I don't know if you saw the, the scummy TFC fans that had oh, yeah. a – Austin, Austin, Austin. Austin. Yeah. yeah, no, I don't expect anything different. Come from on, that. the Sounders. This, this is yeah, this is crazy. We're going to take away your yeah. your 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 but club, you can and you can reapply at 150 or 200 million. Oh, maybe yeah. they, maybe they I might give that a, aspect. Yeah, of yeah. It, yeah, maybe they might give a return uh, discount or something like that. A return customer discount. Like if you come a number of times to the league, yeah, you get a discount every time. I, we're gonna. I, I want to have some folk on the show about like Save the Crew and stuff, hopefully maybe before Christmas, but if not, definitely after. The more that's coming out, 
the more it seems like it's a done deal, yeah. They're, oh, yeah. They're, they're gone. I think they've just been they've been playing. Uh, they've just been trying to make it so it's not as harsh of a turnaround. Yeah. Um. So one last article that came from the Metro: New MLS money structure will help re- teams retain star players. Apparently, there's going to be three million added per team to help play key players that are 18 to 21. They're, but they're unsure. Uh, they weren't able to substantiate how many years that three million is spread over. So yeah. that so I'm I'm assuming this is going to be yam because it's going to be youth allocation money. So I'm assuming this will be called yam money. Yeah, it would make sense. Yeah, but what do you guys think that the? I think this is like to keep guys. They mentioned a, a New York Red Bulls player. I can't remember his name now. It's all off the top of my head. He was a center back. He, I think he signed with Chelsea. Oh yeah, Matt, uh, Matt Miazga. Yeah. So he, he. So they were mentioning him about him. But so this is. But for us, it's kind of like an Alfonso Davies situation where they. Maybe Alfonso, they'll be able to uh, get him to stay another couple of years before he does move over to Europe. But here's the thing. You're not like, you're Matt Miazga, you're 20, whatever, and Chelsea wants to buy you. Yeah, you're going to go. You're going to say, wait, oh, wait, you have $3 million to keep me here. Yeah, okay, I'll stay. Like, no. Yeah. It, yeah. I think I, it's I, more just a, it's, it's another way to show MLS is this is more spin, I think, from MLS to show, oh, look, we're trying to keep younger players, and the, even if they go. But if they do this, again, look, look what we talked about earlier today. There's a question of if these players are good enough. Yes. That is the big question. So we've already talked about in the And in, has the league moved on? To, yeah. Is it a young league person's league anymore? Yeah. Or a young North American's league yes. anymore? Well, yeah, because yeah, they're, like, they're a young Latino talent and right. cheaper as well. So, and to be fair, they're better developed. So here, are you going to pay young local players more to stay here? And then create other like chemistry, internal personnel issues because players are getting more money to stay here. But then that also opens up the whole thing of players in Canada and North America. Young players, most of them, when you speak to them, their dream is to go and play in Europe. You can't knock them for that because it's like Except they see David the telly. Norman. Except David Norman, who wants to be a white cap, and I applaud him for that. There needs to be more players like that. But you've got these players that all they want to do is go and play in Europe. And I don't see how you're going to change no. that mentality. No. They, they can go and make money playing in non-league. Follow Jay Demerit's story. They can go and play in third and fourth tier in Germany and Scandinavia. And to them, they're professional footballers. I just don't see how you get out of that mindset. And until you do, the game here is just not going to grow. It's just going to stagnate. But that's a, a whole discussion for another time. It is. It is. It is. We'll get Colin Elms on it talking okay. about. No, this is a big concern, right? But you do have to develop, right? You do, you do, like, so it's almost like they have done away with the young development players because they need to keep making more money. Yes. They yeah. need to get. And but they have to win because you'll lose your But job. they also yeah. have to have the patience, too, because the guys, like, for example, I'll, we'll go back to the beginning of the show, Ben McKendry. That kind of player is going to, they need to develop him into a lifelong MLSer because he might not be a guy who's wanting to go to Europe or might not have the opportunity to go to Europe. He, like, I'm not saying he's bad, but he might not be good enough to go there. So if he's, that's the kind of player you want to develop into somebody who's going to be here for 10, 15 years. Yeah. Well, another thing as well, though, is. From players that I know, they're not mentally strong enough to go and play in Europe. So MLS is in a bit of a crisis because of this. Like, how are they? How are they? How are they going to keep young players, but at the same time have quality players so that they get more supporters yeah. and more more revenue? The other thing is, which they I think they've tr- they're trying to embrace, 
and you've seen Vancouver try and do it, is how do they become a midpoint destination league, right? Like yeah. come here, like a selling league, basically. Anthony Blondell type. Yes. Yeah. How, how do they become yeah. a selling league where they buy players young or they develop players young and then they sell them on? They haven't become that yet. Because they haven't shown the the – they haven't shown because the they haven't done that. to do. Yeah, they yeah. haven't shown the willingness to sell those players. Like for example, Atlanta. Atlanta wasn't willing to sell Martinez in the summer, and then maybe. But if they need to, if they show, start showing that, then those players will come over here. Or like Kyle Aaron. Yeah, it's like they've held the guy hostage. Back, yeah. It's like the club has held him hostage because they weren't going to get enough real money to send it because the money couldn't go into the squad. It was only no, going to have to go they into They didn't hold him hostage. They said, all you have to do is go on the right side of the road. <laughs> he went up the wrong path, and then he just couldn't find his way out. I'm interested. I, let me put it this way. I'm interested to see what happens with Kyle Lair yeah. this offseason. Well, I think this is a discussion we need to have in our four or five of the show, <laughs> but that's not going to happen today. So just before we wrap up tonight's episode, just let everyone know where they can find you online. You can find me on Twitter at WhitecapsBeat. Uh, it's at Zachary AM, and I'm part of the movement Curva Collective. I'm Michael McCall. You can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. Read our stuff away from the numbers, AFTN.ca. Also give us a follow on Instagram, at AFTN Soccer. I'm pleased to say that Duncan Nicol at Van City Villa is going to be jointly running the Instagram account with me. So there's going to be a lot more stuff go up on the site. So Yay. that's going to be good. Is he taking photos for AFTN now too? He is. Just for VMSL? Or? VMSL and some other stuff as well. But will Tom, be, will Tom he be going to Vegas with you? Stuff. I don't know. We never talked about Vegas. Yeah. I'm hoping to go to Vegas if I play my cards right. Are you okay? You and the wife and the dog? Oh, yes. And the, and the I don't dog. Think, I don't think I'll take the dog. Well, he's got a gambling issue. You don't want to take the yeah. dog there. Are you yeah. go, are you gonna go, Steve? I I'm I'm I, it's still Hawaii still on the table for me. Hawaii is on the table. It's still on the table for me. So the I'm thing is, I'm paying them too much. So the thing is, if that if <laughs> if if because if, if we go to Vegas, then it's definitely I'm not taking the kids to Vegas. That's no fun. But uh, so Hawaii still on the table. If that doesn't happen, then Vegas would probably be definite. Then at that point, I'm trying to convince my wife to go to Vegas for that weekend. And on that note, thanks for listening. Take care. And mourn the caps. Going to your first match is an experience you never forget. The atmosphere of what's going on around the pitch looks beautiful and you always look and go, wow, I'd love to play here one day. If you get the bug, it's going to stay with you for life. <laughs>